Welcome to the Cross Street Podcast. My name is Scott, and each week we're going to explore different topics and passages from the Bible, see what their meaning is, and then more importantly, see what relevance and applicability there are to our lives today. A lot of people think the Bible is outdated and has very little relevance in modern society, but in reality, there's a lot we can learn from it and even more to be encouraged by. And we challenge you to throw out any preconceived notions you may have about the Bible and read it again for the first time. You may be surprised at what hope it gives. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different from previous episodes. Instead of looking at a Bible story, I thought we could go through my story, let everyone know a little bit about myself and how I got to where I am in this journey, because I think it's one that a lot of people can relate to. My story isn't special, but the things that I've learned about God are very special. So I thought maybe we'd spend some time today just going over my background and how I got here and what some of the things that I've learned along the way. So starting out, I remember from a very early age, maybe three or four years old, my parents and especially my mother instilled a belief in God in our family. I remember her reading us Bible stories like David and Goliath and Daniel in the lion's den. So we were getting exposed to stories from the Bible, but obviously we didn't really understand at that age who Jesus was or what he had done for us. Uh, growing up, we went to church on a regular basis. I found it to be extremely boring and repetitive. And I remember that I times would go where I was in church and not even realized that the service was pretty much over. I'd been able to recite the whole thing. Uh, without even being cognizant that I was doing so. So I got very little out of church. I certainly didn't know anything about Jesus when I was going there. In fact, I did only, there was one thing that I did get, and I still hold to it today, and that was we had a Sunday school teacher who used to wear a, a University of Michigan Wolverine basketball sweatshirt to teach in. And one day I asked him, why is it that uh, you don't dress up for church? Isn't that an important thing? Don't you need to wear something nice? And he responded to me, Scott, I don't think you understand God very well. He doesn't care what you wear. He cares where your heart is. And that man was exactly right. That's the one thing I remember, and I still believe in it today, that God cares more about where your heart is than what your job is or what you're wearing. But other than that, I really hadn't gotten anything out of church whatsoever. As I said, didn't really know who Jesus was. Ended off going off to college. Still believed in God and would pray, but I wouldn't consider myself a Christian uh, explicitly the way that I do now uh, at that point. I prayed to God, but I didn't think that there was any one religion that was uh, right, given that it meant that most of the other religions would obviously then be wrong. So I kind of just prayed to God, and that was the extent of my belief. And then one day, there was an Orthodox Jewish man who lived nearby, uh, and he liked uh, my brother and I because we would uh, argue with him about different things. And, and he loved to study the Talmud and ask us ethical and moral uh, dilemma questions because he was always curious about our thought process and if we could think of something that was uh, different than what was uh, portrayed in the Talmud. He was always curious about it. So we enjoyed having debates with him about different issues. And it got us to thinking like, wow, this man's obviously defending his Jewish faith and, and living it out. We don't even know what our Christian faith says, really. I had never read the Bible thoroughly, and I didn't really know what it said other than the little I absorbed while attending church. In fact, I remember I was so green about the Bible that uh, I remember asking somebody after kind of starting to starting to learn a little bit about Jesus. I said, well, do we know where his body is? And the guy was like, no, idiot. He rose from the dead. And I was like, oh. And that's when it hit me. Wow, Jesus is actually a lot more than just some moral teacher. The claims that were made about him were very serious about him being God and that he had risen from the dead. 
it was a mind-changing thing for me. So to my brother's credit, he began to read the Bible and encouraged me to do so, and that was the beginning of my real Christian journey. I opened the book of John. It was my first book. And the reason I opened that one is because of the most famous passage, John 3.16, from the signs I'd seen on football games. And so I figured, hey, why not start with this book? And when I read it, my eyes were opened to who Jesus really was. I got saved, realized that Jesus made claims of being God and that he had uh, given his life for us. And everything came together as to what exactly uh, the claims were and, and how bold they were and how exclusive they were compared to any other religion and very different. In fact, a lot of times the exact opposite of what other religions claimed. So I got really excited about the Bible, began to read it earnestly. And I, uh, being a university student, was skeptical about the historical reliability, but I did my diligence on that and realized that the biblical books were very historically accurate, especially the New Testament ones that made the uh, bold claims about Jesus. And one of my roommates actually was a strong Christian, and he invited me uh, that summer to stay at a house on campus with a bunch of other Christian men at a Fellowship of Christian Athletes home. And I did that, and I had a great summer reading the Bible, talking to these men, and really growing my faith. And I had just a great love for Jesus and, and the Bible, and it was a really good time of life for me and, and journey and improvement and, and really making big changes in a positive way for me. Well, then I graduated from college, got a job in finance up in Connecticut, got married, and began to have children. And my beliefs didn't change, but my passion for reading the Bible went down. Uh, not because anything had changed other than uh, the stress of jobs, time spent with my family. There just wasn't the time that I had as a college student to read and to pray the way I had. And I got kind of a little bit of a lull in my faith. Not that my uh, belief in Jesus had gone down. It's just that I wasn't, you know, if you're not reading every day, if you're not praying every day, you're not going to engage in the relationship the way you would previously. And that happened to me. And it went on for about a, a dozen years. And eventually my job got transferred to New York. And I thought, wow, this is terrible. I'm already stressed out enough. Now I got to add a hour and a half commute each way to my job. I've already got enough going on. Like this is going to be a really bad thing for me. So I said to myself, you know what? Why don't, why don't we just try this? You know, why don't we just dedicate this time to start to try to uh, read the Bible again the way that you're used to and uh, see if you can't turn something into a positive. And it turned out to be just a, a great blessing for me. Every day I would listen to the Bible being read on an app I found called the Daily Audio Bible, which is read through the Bible in one year. So every morning I would listen to that on the train in. And then in the afternoons coming back home, I listened to sermons online from great pastors across the country that really taught me a lot of amazing theology. And I learned a lot about the Bible from them. And my faith was uh, revitalized dramatically. I came back to life the way it had when I first uh, got saved. And, and what I found was that the Bible is just an amazing thing because I was reading again for the first time effectively, and I was seeing and learning things that I had never learned before, never seen before, and I was just amazed at the depth and the layering that the Bible brings that doesn't matter how many times you've read it, you're going to be learning new and more interesting things than you ever have before. And I thought maybe I'd just share a couple of those with you guys today that I found to be, found to be uh, especially amazing. The first one is basically just, I'd been saved and, and believed Jesus was God, but I didn't really understand what his grace and his, the depth of his love really meant. Obviously, everyone believes that Jesus loves us, and, and John 3.16 says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 
And that's absolutely true. But the Bible goes much further in describing the circumstances under which God loved us. In the book of Romans, it says, not only does God love us, but he loves us in spite of the fact that we are enemies of his. It says, while we were enemies of God, Christ died for us. It just goes to even more depth into how much God loved us. It didn't say that once we'd gotten our life in order, then God loved us, or once we'd followed all these rules of the Bible, then God loved us. It said while we were still enemies of his, he still loved us and gave his life for us. And that hit me like a ton of bricks, realizing that, wow, even though I've not done anything for God, I don't even like doing any work for him at all, he still gave up his life for us. And that really kind of just changed my paradigm of understanding how big his love is and how actually he looked at me. I realized that my position with God was not determined by my performance. It was done by how Jesus performed. That was the gospel that I'd been missing. That was the grace that I didn't really understand up until that point. I realized that this book, the Bible, is not a book of rules and regulations or what I've done wrong. It's about what Jesus has done right and what he continues to do right. And that changed my perspective enormously. The stress in my life from work and things began to come off. And I've been way more or less stressed uh, once I read, started reading the Bible more and going through this process than I had previously. And the sort of peace in my life was at an all-time high. The joy in my life was at an all-time high. All because I began to understand God's love more. And that came from reading the Bible. And then another amazing thing that I still to this day think about, and I don't know if I'll ever totally understand, but once again in Romans, uh, it says that the power that raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit, actually lives inside of us when we accept Jesus into our hearts. That's an amazing statement. It's basically saying that the power, the, the greatest force that ever moved in the universe, the one that raised Jesus from the dead, lives inside of each one of us that believes in Jesus. And that's given me amazement and wonder for a long time, thinking about, gee whiz, if, you ever, if I'm ever downtrodden or think, man, I don't have any power or I'm useless or I'm weak, you can look at this passage and say, wow, I've got the greatest force of the universe living inside of me. There's no weakness at all. I grab my strength from him and I can live free knowing that anything I ever need is actually in me. I just need to realize how to tap into it. And I'll give you just one more example of something amazing that I've recently begun to understand. And that is just how relevant Jesus is to my life now. Previously, I'd focused on what he could do for me in the future about getting saved and securing my place for eternity. And that's obviously of utmost importance. But I didn't realize that Jesus could offer a lot more than just that. He wants to be involved in our lives today to bring us peace in the midst of this messed up world that we live in. John 16 tells us, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We all know that we live in a broken world where we face suffering, injustice, and broken hearts all the time. But Jesus offers us peace in those trying times, and he promises that one day everything will be made right again. Revelation 21 tells us, God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And that promise that he just made is the greatest hope that we could ever have. Without it, I wouldn't be able to cope with the tragedies I see in this world nearly as well. Without it, I feel like there is no hope. But with it, 
I can feel confident that everything will be made right again, that all injustice will be made right, that all tears will be ended. And that's a very comfortable place to be. And these are just a few of the examples that have really jumped out of me over the last few years as I've begun to read the Bible again. And the journey continues. I recently joined a men's Bible study and have begun to see like never before the interconnectedness of the entire Bible. It truly is the most amazing book of all time. So the purpose of this is to encourage others that, that may not have been reading the Bible as much or just culturally Christians go to church on Easter and uh, Christmas I encourage you to open your Bibles. It doesn't take that much time. Even small amounts, like 20 minutes a day, can make a huge difference in your life. It changed my life dramatically. My stress is way down. My joy is way up. My peace is way up. I'm much more comfortable than I ever have been before. So even though my commute got way worse, even though my day got much longer, my life got much better just by turning to the Bible, looking for God's help, looking to learn more about Him. It's changed my life dramatically. I'm sure it can change yours as well. So to sort of conclude my story, I realized that the distractions of this world can be great. And especially these days, if it's not flashing in front of our faces, it's hard to get our attention. But I can tell you firsthand that God's grace is too good. His gospel is too amazing. His love is too big to overlook. Nothing you can ever find in this world can compare to the knowledge of him. The Bible tells us, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Paul didn't say this because everything in his life was negative. He said it because the greatness of our God blew everything else in his life away. Prioritize your relationship with Jesus. Put him at the top of your list. He prioritized you over everything else on the cross. While we were still enemies of God's, Christ died for us to reconcile us to the Father and to bring us peace on earth. My story isn't amazing. His story is. Get to know it. It'll be the best decision you could ever make. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed it and look forward to you next week on the Cross Street Podcast. <laughs>